You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode number 772. Look, to do this business, if you got good credit and you got money, well, no excuse, guys, right? No excuse, right? But if you don't have any bad credit, no money, but you can at least find a deal. Yep. You can hustle and work and work the phones and find a deal. You knock on doors, whatever you have to do. Mm-hmm. You can make it work that way. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors, where we know that finding discounted properties is the most proven path to financial freedom. I am your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, Mr. Talk to People, and I am telling you this, if I can do it, so can you. So let's get started. This podcast is going to be absolutely bananas. I am telling you, you need to stop what you're doing. If you're driving, if you're on the treadmill, you need to just stop and you need to just get this. Or maybe you, maybe stay on that treadmill because this is going to really fire you up. But I'm telling you, you're going to want to take a lot of notes here and you're going to get a lot of inspiration from this story because I'm going to be talking to a real estate entrepreneur, okay, that has gone from having 32 cents in his account in 2017 to over $50 million in owning real estate in his real estate portfolio. I mean, this is going to be absolutely exciting. This is going to take so many twists and turns. There's going to be wholesaling. There's going to be flipping. There's going to be buy and hold. And then the cherry on top is we're going to talk about how he is inspiring and mentoring teens, kids in their teens on how to be real estate entrepreneurs. It is my pleasure to introduce Javier Hinojo. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. This is exciting. So, I mean, we're going to go all over the place here, right? 2014, you're a locksmith. Yep. So walk us through. Tell me about you. Tell me about your life. So I love what you said. If you can do it, anybody can do it. If I can do it, anybody can do it. I've read one book my whole life and I'm a high school graduate. So there's a curveball for you. Nice. All right. So, yeah. okay. So let's start with 2014. Uh, I own a locksmith company, which I still own actually. My dad runs for me. I spend maybe a couple of minutes a month on that. Sure. I just let him take over that just because I love my dad and he, he can make good money. Yeah. I was um, at a service company and I had all, all my life savings in a brokerage account that eventually the guy embezzled all the money and I lost all my life savings. So you're... A locksmith. Yep. You own a locksmith yep. company. You're making money. You're putting away your yep. savings into what you think is an investment yep. account, which is really a Ponzi scheme. Yep. So now your savings is gone. It's pretty much gone. Yeah. And this is like 2014, yeah. 2015? Yeah, 2013-ish. Yeah. Yeah, about eight years ago, something like that. And uh, it was tough, right? I mean, all the money I worked for, all the long hours, all the weekends, just gone. How just, much just did like you that. lose? It was th- multiple six figures. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Multiple six figures, yeah. right? And then um, told my wife and, you know, she was sad, but she said, hey, I believe that you can make it back. Right. She wasn't super worried about it. And actually what I did, I took like a year off. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of money. I took my family to Mexico just to kind of like a sabbatical say, hey, look, what's really important in life? And I said, let me just go spend some time with my kids and my wife for a year. 
And then I came back and a friend of mine invited me to a real estate conference. Yeah. And that's what was I, the conference? Do you it remember? was the, uh, the rich dad, poor dad, three day seminar. Yeah. And then my, my friend is a chiropractor and he had just survived stage four cancer. Oh my God. So he has spent his life savings, everything fighting cancer. Sure. Both neither one of us had any money at that point. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. uh, uh, he paid the 300 bucks for the preview and then there was an upsell like $35,000 mm-hmm. and then I didn't want to do it. And he said, Hey, I'll do it. If you don't do it, I'm gonna do it by myself. And I said, Hey, if we're going to get ripped off, we'll get ripped off together. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I paid you, half of it. Yeah. So you got into the rich dad, poor dad yep. training. Yep. And what does that teach you to do? Is that, is that wholesaling? Is that flipping? Is it buy and hold? Yeah. What so they you teach buy you? a package. I think with the package that we got, we had like five courses, right? So we took like whole, like basic real estate. Everybody takes yeah. that one. And it was a wholesaling, a flipping. Like a like owner finance, mm-hmm. just kind of you know like in you know, a lease sure. option, something like that. Yep. And you kind of just started taking you know your modules per se. Yeah. So you have all those over. See, this is a yeah. th- this is one of the issues I think a lot of people deal with as you're getting into this business. Is there's so many oh, yes. different yes. paths. Yes. How do you focus on everything, right? On, on yeah. anything instead of everything. You know what I mean? So when you got into it, what was the thing that like, you know, clicked to you? What was that? The You looked at, okay, you've got all these different options. You got creative finance, you've got buy and holds, you've got fix and flip, you've got wholesale. Which one of those clicked with you the first and was like, really put that fire in your belly? Well, I just figured out I would be a good flipper. So I think I fl- flipping a house would be, would be fun. Right? Yeah. So we're going through our module of first, like basic one-on-one and- we find a property in the MLS, we make a really low offer and guess what? They accept it. Yep. And we're like, holy crap, like, what do we do now? Like, you know, what do we get insurance? You know, and just little dumb questions like that. It, usually when you're brand new, like mm-hmm. you're going to think about that stuff, where do I get the money and uh, like all this stuff went through our heads and not even halfway through our training, we got our first contract. So you're going through the training, you're taking massive action, obviously. Yeah. So you make yeah. an offer on a property that's listed on the MLS. Yeah. Was it just... Was it a property that was in rough shape or was it just on the market for a long time? Well, it was on the market for a long time and it had dropped in multiple times and then it had just dropped like the day before. Yeah. So we're like, hey, let's go ahead and go even lower. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And got the deal. Yep. How do you buy it? You don't have any money. How do you Um, buy it? So we ended up doing credit card advance. Credit cards. Yep. Just getting yep. the cash from cash the credit, credit card. Oh yep. my gosh. Yep. yep. So you're pulling it off. I mean, you're now you're at 20% interest probably yeah. on this money. You're like, okay, we got to do something here. So we ended up doing the deposit on the credit card and then we had to go find a hard money loan. Right. So first thing we do is we start searching online, hard money lenders, right? And just watch out. Don't do that. Go with the recommendation, please. Yep. Everybody out there. Yep. Somebody you know, trust or somebody that you've been recommended. Mm-hmm. And people were like, send $1,000 and send $500. Like they were asking for money up front. Mm-hmm. So we ended up getting a hard money loan. And uh, even it was like 12% interest, like four points. It was outrageous. And, uh, but we got a decent deal on the property and, you know, it turned out to be okay. Yeah, but exactly right. If you're going to listen, there is so much that you can do in real estate investing yeah. groups in Facebook or yes. meetup groups or whatever that you could literally post who's the best hard money or yes. private money yes. lender. People will post and people will like it or people will dislike it or whatever yeah. else. And you're going to get a really good idea in any and market. Anything, I don't care yeah. if you want to do it virtually or whatever. If you go to an investment group and be like, who's the best closing attorney or closing title company, whatever it is, right? And, mm-hmm. and whatever, you're going to get 20 responses and 15 is a B. ABC title, well, then guess what? It's probably ABC title. I tell It's that. not that hard. It's I say that, that all the time on this podcast. Yeah. Just reach out, yeah. just get into these groups, network, yep. and find good resources to handle that because our job yeah. is finding good deals. Yeah. That's our job. Yeah. yeah. That's what we do. That as a real estate investor, you go to find really good deals. If we can focus almost all of our efforts on that, especially in the beginning, 
when lead generation is so critical, then we're going to get to an opportunity faster. That's right. We're going to get to an opportunity faster and it's exciting. Yeah. So you've got this deal, you're flipping it and it works out. Yeah, you I mean, did yeah. the work. Yeah, you got the took, contractors. Took twi- twice as long, cost twice as much, yeah. but we still made money. Awesome, right? So it was. Uh, I was like, okay, great. Now, now I want to make a lot of money, so I got to do a lot of these, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, how am I going to flip ten a year? So I go meet somebody that's flipping ten a year. I'm like, hey, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah, right. Like, and then I started doing ten, right? Yeah. And then just continue that way. Yeah. Well, here's the stats for everybody. Yeah. Eighty deals from 2017 to 2019. Yeah. We're wholesale. Yeah. Bro. 50 deals flips. Yeah. We right. Yep. Yeah. 50 flips, 80 deals, 130 deals in those two years. How were you lead generating? What were you doing for lead generation? What was working at the time? And what was kind of your process for that? Sure. So at the beginning for the first kind of two years, everything was auction or MLS. Mm. Right. And then after 2017. Foreclosure auction. Um, yeah, foreclosure auction. Yeah. yeah. And after 2017, uh, I decided to do some some marketing. Like, you know, go ahead and yep. do some marketing. And this is really interesting, yeah. Javier, because most people start out thinking that you can just get these deals from an auction or yeah. from properties that are listed that you just get a sweetheart deal on. Yeah. Right. That's how a lot of the training was back then. Yeah. And a lot of it was uh, kind of centered around have people find you these opportunities so you can focus on your fix and flip. And most fix and flippers, let's be honest, don't want to go direct to seller because they're focused on managing their contractors, yeah. picking out cabinets, picking it's another out business. pictures. It's a whole different it's a, business. It's another business. Yes. That's Sales why wholesaling exists. Yeah. yeah. So I have a friend of who flips about 150 properties in my market and he does no sales and marketing, right? right. Just wholesalers bringing him deals all day long. And, yep. and he's like, I'm going to go wholesale. I'm like, you're already flipping? Just stick to what you're good at. Don't start the other business. If you're good at wholesaling, then you got to find somebody like him you can feed everything to. Right. Right. And so, then you have the option, yeah, right? You can, if you source, listen, all wholesaling is, is yeah. sourcing real estate opportunities. Yeah. That's all it is. The exit strategy is assigning the deal sure. if you want to do a traditional assignment. Yeah. But wholesaling is really just going and finding these opportunities. And then you're in the driver's seat to do whatever you want. That's right. With it, whether you want to flip it, whether you want to hold it, whether you want to assign it and just get that quick money. But you decided to get into wholesaling some more to build up the bank account. Yeah, the bank account, because in 2017, in New Year's Day, I had 32 cents in my bank account. Right. You know, 32 cents. And I had to ask my kids for their Christmas money so I can put in the ATM so I can pay my rent. I almost cried that night. Like, I almost quit. I was beating myself up for all night long, couldn't sleep. And then I'm like, okay, man, get a hold of yourself. You know, stop feeling sorry for yourself, and let's just just keep chopping wood, right? Chop wood, carry and let's water. Just keep going, yeah, mm-hmm. right. So you are, but you had 32 cents in there because you had your money tied up yep. in your deals, yep, right. And it was just costing more. Yeah. It wasn't quite ready yet. You can't sell them until it's done. I got over leveraged, right? Yep. I got over leveraged, and uh, I was trying to remodel so many at one time, run out of money without finishing one. You mm-hmm. know, trying to do them all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was tough. What'd you learn from that? Oh, to make sure that there's plenty of money coming in and wholesale. Like, hey, I don't have to buy them all, right? Maybe I can even partner with somebody that we can work on a flip together mm-hmm. or even grab a couple and go ahead and sell them off for a quick 15, 20 grand. Yeah, I could have done that. Like, Keep yeah. the income coming yes. in. There's got to yep. be, there's got to be fresh new yep. deposits coming yep. into your bank account, especially yep. if you're investing into other properties. It, and if I would have wholesaled even before then some of these properties, uh, I would not have been in that position. Right. Yep. Right. 
So you get out of it, right? Yeah. I assume you get to the point, you limp along, yes. you get it done, you get those closed, you get the money back in, life's good now. Now you're considering wholesaling, yeah. right? Now you're going and you're going direct to the seller. And at the time you did direct mail. Yeah, so yeah, direct mail. So I started in February, March. So okay, let me uh, listen to a podcast and talk about direct mail. I'm like, okay, let me give it a try. Let's see what this is. So now it's still flipping, right? So I made some money and I'm like, I had like 15, 20K. I'm like, man, I got 15, 20K of, of cash flow. This is just me. I'm like, I'm going to grab 15 of it yeah. <laughs> and throw it into marketing. Give me 5K. Like I have nothing else, right? I, I mean, like I'm pretty much. You're a wild man. I, I, I know, You're yeah, a wild yeah. man. I didn't tell this to my wife. So I just pretty much grabbed like 75% of my money and just throw it into the marketing, right? And, yeah. and you know, four or five years ago it was a lot easier for direct mail. It was just a, they call this number, they leave a message. Yeah. I, I didn't even answer. And I would just cycle. Listen, this yes. podcast was yeah. built in 15 and 16 yes. oh, yeah. off of teaching direct mail. Yeah. It truly yeah. was. Yeah. And uh, Tom Kroll, I mean, he would literally teach that you send out mailers, yeah. have it go to voicemail, yeah. and then call them back after yeah. the voicemail. I mean, that's that's how wild yeah. and effective they direct would, yeah. mail was. They would call and it would qualify them and then they would just leave a message. Like right. they had to listen to this long voicemail and then they'd leave a message and they'd be like, I want 30 grand for the house. And I look it up and I'm like, holy crap. It's worth 200 rehab. That's a great deal. And I felt like a great closer, right? Because I'm calling these guys and I'm trying to negotiate. They've already told me what they wanted, yeah. you know, anyways. And all the, the harder leads, I mean, eventually when I started running now, the easy ones, because I'd have an easy one land like once a week, like easy, easy, every week, like constant yep. clockwork. And I didn't even have to work for the harder ones. And eventually when it started getting a little bit tighter or just have more time or body and more staff, I started hitting the, you know, the other harder ones to get more deal flow. Love so. it. So then you're building up the momentum, yeah. you're building the success, you're doing really well. You join or get invited to join Collective Genius, yeah. which is a phenomenal mastermind with yeah. the top of the top of the yeah. top real estate investors from around the country. Very selective. They only let a certain amount of people in in each market uh, to make it all comfortable. You get in there and you're seeing like your future. Yeah. Right or the the future that you would have on the path that you're at. Yes, you were yep. doing fifty flips. You wanted to do. I wanted to do 200, 150, 200, right? A year. Yeah, that was that was the whole purpose of being there. Right, and I see in this room with these pretty impressive investors. Right, yeah. so these guys doing some crazy stuff, and there's some guys from Charlotte. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. There's some guys from Charlotte doing like two hundred a year. Mm -hmm. and they get up and they speak about their business, their systems, the people they have, their staff. And I'm like, man, I'm like so behind, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I tell everybody that I'm, I'm 24 years old, but I look like I'm 42 because I used to flip houses. Yeah. Right? That's what I say. <laughs> nice. Well, I used to flip houses the wrong way. You yeah. Know? Let, me, let, me, let me correct myself. There's a lot of people that flip houses the right way. When I saw that, I'm like, when I saw my team, I said, I'm going to scale to unhappiness. Mm -hmm. That's my top. Like, uh, I'm not going to be happy. Right. So either I get a new team. Unhappy because you, you're going to be stressed. Yeah, I, I was going to be stressed. Yeah. Time, was, like I was just in the weeds every day, right? Mm -hmm. Even flip, even doing so much, I was just, I was, Working in my business, right? Not on my business. Yeah. I was always in the weeds. And I said, man, if I measure 200, I'm going to die. Like, I'm going to, it's not going to work. So I looked over at my wife. I said, you know what? We're quitting. And she looks at me, what do you mean? I said, yeah, we're not, we're going to sell all our houses and we're going to buy apartment buildings. Right. That was. Why? Why well, apartment? Well, I'll, well okay, I'll, go I'll, ahead. I'll back up. So yeah. right the night before we had a, a presenter up there, he got up, his name's Nick. And he talked about this book. Right. And, uh, and that was the first book that I ever read. It was like a 20 minute read. It had a lot of pictures and big, thick letters, which I loved. Right. And then I found out later it was on YouTube. If I knew it was on YouTube, I would have just listened to it on YouTube. Sure. I would never read it. But anyways, so after I read that book, it just kind of, what was the book's name? Cause everybody's called, wondering. Yeah, right for now. sure. It's called Mikey and the dragons. 
Mikey and the yep. Dragons. And it's by Navy SEAL Jocko. Yeah. Yeah, he, he wrote it. Yeah. And uh, it's a pretty cool book. It just basically talks about uh, his dad passes away. He's a king. And the king would go fight the dragons, right? And the little kid's scared because the whole town wants him to go fight the dragons. Mm-hmm. The sword's so big. The, his dad's shield's huge. And and he finds a letter from his dad. You know, he's all, he's nervous. And he says, hey, go fight the dragons. Just remember, they're not as big as you think they are, only in your head. Yeah. So he's so scared. He goes fights the dragons. When he, when he shows up to the cave, the dragons are like this big. Right. Right? Because it's just in your head. Yeah. And coming back into town, he was telling everybody, hey, don't worry about the dragons. They're this big, but nobody paid attention. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that actually got me. Yeah. It's just like now, right? You can tell somebody exactly what to do, but there's only a select few, right? Like the ones that listen to your to your podcast yeah. that get it, right? They know that they can do it. And just that 90 plus percent of the people, you can yell from the top of the mountaintops how to do something and they're never going to do it, right? Just like that little kid told them, hey, the dragons are this small. Nobody cared. I love it. So when I read that, for me, the next steps was like commercial buildings, like, $5 million properties, right? $10 million properties or plus, right? It was just, that was my dragon. You know, when I read this book, as silly as it sounds, I'm like, you know what? Probably the dragons aren't as big as everybody makes them out to be. Right. And, and, and you know what? They weren't. They're, they're not that big. They're pretty small. Yeah. So, so that is, so then that flips, you know yeah. what? You you wanted to challenge yourself yep. by going after these bigger priced, higher valued deals. Yep. That's so what that I wanted was to the do. dragons. Yeah. If I had to restart all wow. over again, I said, I'm going to, I said, I'm just going to restart with a new staff and, yeah. and to get me where I need to go. Right. And I, I went back and I let everybody go and sold my property. So what was wrong with your old staff? Um, I mean, they were, they were good. It just, just always a place and time for everything. Right. I okay. just knew they, they couldn't get me where I needed to go. Got it. I needed a different staff and I was going to do them a disservice by keeping them along. So they were doing fix and flip, yeah, fix and flip. wholesale yep. marketing, yep. all yep. that. Yes. You wanted to go and buy and invest in yep. apartments, multifamily yep. and raise money to be able to do yeah, that correct right yep so this is i love this i yep. love this evolution uh javier because literally this is like only a few years yeah right this isn't like you've been doing this 30 years and now yep. you go into into these apartments yep. into these multifamily. family i mean how many units now do you 690 690 yeah. units yeah. worth about 50 million 50 million dollars yeah. yeah. okay so let's let's let that all sink in, everybody. Uh, he went from doing these flips, working all the time. Actually, he went from being a locksmith, investing in a Ponzi scheme, losing yeah. it, going to Mexico for a year, coming back, using credit cards to be able to do his first flip, keep the momentum going. He's he, he goes crazy, goes wild, does multiple flips at the same time, has thirty two cents yeah. in an account, just it gets that money finally back out after making rent from basically not paying not having a christmas that year yeah right yeah basically and now you've got 50 million dollars worth of real estate yeah i mean it's incredible the dragons aren't that big no they're not that big the dragons aren't that big so incredible so then as you're making that transition is it something in my i'm going to just put myself in the position and just say okay if i wanted to transition out of my wholesaling business I need some money set aside to be able to invest into these properties. Sure. Is that something you had? Am I wrong? Do you just need to raise the money? Talk so, to me about it. All right, it. perfect. Like, so break this down. There's multiple ways, right? Okay. So there's multiple ways you can do this. If you're already an active wholesaler, yep. right? You can just flip a switch and you can just market for multifamily. You can get multifamily off market as well. So okay. it's challenging, but you can still do it. Yeah. Half of my properties we bought have been direct to the seller. The other, really? Yes, half of them. How'd you get a hold of them? Yeah, calling them. Right, mailing TTP? them. I mean, there's nothing different, right? It's just a different, 
just a different conversation. Yes. Right. Um, but aren't they usually owned by companies? Yeah. Like uh, LLCs or yeah. partners, right? Usually you're talking to somebody who's worth 10, 20, 30 million dollars. Right. Right. So you don't really ask the question, well, how would this change your life? How would this make no. you feel? You really can't have those conversations right. with those people because these are sophisticated millionaires, right? Yep. A lot of these are like, they have another profession and they just bought an apartment building just to buy an apartment building and they're not good at it. Right. And like, ah, I just want to, uh, I just want to sell it because I'm a doctor, I'm a brain surgeon and that was just it's a my, headache. It's my pet project for my daughter. And yep. she just, you know, every once in a while you do get a home, like an owner, like a mom and pop owner. Yeah. And you can kind of, so you, what you got to know, you got to know who you're speaking to. If yeah. it's in an LLC yep. or some corporation, how do you get in contact with the decision maker? So are you going into like yeah. corporate records, sure. yep. finding the managing yep. member, finding their mailing yep. address, which sometimes it's their attorney. Yep. So sometimes you have to go through their attorney, yep. you know, all that. And then you just basically, Hey, I'd love to buy this property. Will you tell your client if it's an attorney or whoever, whoever's the gatekeeper? Yeah. yeah, it could be the insurance guy. Yeah. It could be the broker. It could be whoever you can connect to the LLC, mm-hmm. right? Whoever mm-hmm. you can connect to them. Hopefully you can eventually find a number and a name. You can skip trace it and mm-hmm. call them directly. Mm-hmm. But if not, whoever you can get a hold of, right? Okay. And you have enough of those. It's just a numbers game, right? Yep. Look, to do this business, if you got good credit and you got money, well, no excuse, guys, right? No excuse, right? But if you don't have any bad credit, no money, but you can at least find a deal. Yep. You can hustle and work and work the phones and find a deal. Shoot, knock on doors, whatever you have to do. Mm-hmm. You can make it work that way. So you can find See, a- I think that person's yeah. more valuable. Yeah, of course. The person that's yeah. reaching out, the person yes, that has that sure. fire in their belly. Exactly. So you find that project and you go partner with somebody like me or whoever you like, whoever you connect with and be like, okay, we'll sign the loan, we'll raise money. And then we do the project together. You get acquisition fee and you get a piece of the deal. And if you want to learn how we do the process, come on, let's okay. see how we make the sausage, right? And you awesome. can say, that's awesome. That's a lot of work. Let me just go find deals, Yep. right? And then we partner that way. And if, or eventually th- that person can do it on their own, yep. right? It's really not that hard. That's um, the progression. Yeah, you can either source a deal. Um, if you have some net worth, you can sign it, sign for a loan. If you have really good contacts and you're good at raising money, you can raise money, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of different ways to be part of a team. So how did yeah. you do your first so my very first one, September 2019, mm-hmm. I told my wife, hey, let's quit. And then she asked me, how much time do you need? And I said, uh, two years. I'm a total dumbass. I don't even know. Like, yeah. You know, I don't even, I didn't even know what to say. And I told her, but we'll buy our first one by the end of the year. Right. And like, yeah, I don't, I don't even know why I said that. But anyways, so it was late September and by December 3rd, closing our That's first. That's something inside you yeah. though, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just, well, you I, have know something inside I just, you I just that... know it's going to go and do whatever it took. Right. Right. The wind's at your back. Yeah. You're going to, you're yeah. going to be pushing towards something yeah you know whether you i mean you put your head to it you're going yeah for sure so right away right number one was where'd you get that confidence i have no idea probably from my mom and my dad i guess really I, I, i'm assuming yeah my dad's always been like entrepreneur having ideas and my mom had some crazy work ethic so i think i got a good combination you, you, of both wonderful so how do you do you feel that 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 is trickling to your kids um, you know, my six-year-old daughter, she definitely has it. Uh-huh. Uh, my ten-year-old, yes, he keeps getting in trouble in well, school. Well, you don't know. They, well, he's he, yeah. he's keep getting in trouble for selling candy. Right. You know, so he bought a he went to a dollar store and bought a bag of candy that has for a dollar that has ten candies in it. Yeah. And then he sells each candy for a dollar. Yeah. Then he got in trouble because he was selling candy at, at school. So then he said, okay, the next day he just gave you a candy, and then in the afternoon you give me a dollar. Right. So I'm not. It's not a one for one, right? Sure. He still got in trouble for that. But anyways. So um, my younger kids are, uh, my 16-year-old for sure. My older kids, you know, they don't have that drive just yet, but maybe at some point. Yeah. Um, I can just present it and hopefully they want to take the opportunity. Awesome. But you were, uh, I'm trying to remember the, the first question. deal. Oh, the first deal. Yes. H- how did I get to that, right? So I said, I'm going to buy my first deal by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So number one, I had a belief, right? The mindset. 
Number two, I had a network. Mm-hmm. Talk to people, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And he's got a network. Yep. I mean, if I want to learn how to ballet, dance, right? I mean, I go hang out with dancers, right? right. If I want to know how to bartend, I go hang out with a bunch of bartenders. Mm-hmm. And number three is take some action. So I did those those three things. And I connected with somebody who was buying the first project. And um, I said, what can I do, man? Like, what can I? What, what value can I bring so I can be part of this deal and learn how the sausage is made, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, look, we need $1.2 million. And uh, can you go help us? with the funding the deal and maybe do some due diligence, maybe some, a little bit of rehab, you know, oversight. I say, sure. Right. Let me do that. And at, at that point I was flipping 50 properties a year. So I usually had three to $5 million of private investor money in my, you know, like they lend me money. They said, would. So, so just, yeah, just so everybody, there's going to be people yeah. that have never heard okay, a real sure. estate podcast. Before. I'll go back. So no, so basically as you build up your uh, resume yep. of flips, you can then go to people that have wealth, have some Correct. money and say, hey, listen, I can give you a great return yep. on your money. If you're paying for the down payment and the repair costs, I'll find the deal, I'll run the Correct. deal, and then we'll split the deal, or are you just paying them an in interest? Yeah, you can do whatever you want, right? right. Sometimes you got to pay your dues and give up a lot of you your do. profit, but that's okay. In the beginning. Yes, okay, in the beginning. I right? did it. it. Yeah, so yeah. did I. So did I. Yeah. So yeah, eventually after you do that, so you already have time. people. I already had that, that, right? That want to invest in you. They see it yeah. as smart. And the people say, how do you start? How did you get all your lenders? So I told everybody that I was buying real estate. Mm-hmm. Everybody and their mother, like I told them from day one. I always say this. If I tell everybody that I have a third nipple, I'd be the guy with a third nipple. Right. Right. Javier with a third nipple. Yeah. Right. So it's Javier, the guy flipping houses. Right. And everybody knew. And then the way, the way I would ask for money would be so like. You, you were getting loud. Yeah. I was telling everybody. 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 This is the yes. most underutilized yes. part of our business yes. is getting loud. I don't care if it's posting on your stories yep. that you're driving for dollars or you're walking through a house that's completely yep. destroyed yep. or you're going to a meetup group or you're just meeting with somebody that's an investor. Yep. Let people know that you're excited exactly. about being in yep. real estate. That yep. Don't be a secret agent because you, know, you were a hairstylist, but now you're doing real estate exactly. or you were a teacher and now you're in real estate. You're in the military, you're driving trucks, you're doing all these things that people yep. label you, but yep. now you're doing real estate. Just go with courage. Exactly. Just have courage. Yep. Just go. And tell them, yeah, just tell them you're buying real estate. So yeah. that's what I did. So I, I had a good base of private lenders for my flips. So I said, hey, I'm going to go raise 1.2 million piece of cake. I got punched in the face. Bam. I raised zero money for those guys. Zero money because First of all, it was wrong avatar, wrong investor. They wanted a three to six months, three to nine months, six to nine months, Quick. fast turns, right? Mm-hmm. And I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. The apartment was in Charleston, South Carolina, three and a half hours away. Mm-hmm. It's not local. They can't feel it. They can't touch it. So I got punched in the face. I raised 200K from two investors that never gave me money in the past. I knew them, but they had never put money in any of my flips. Mm-hmm. So I had to pivot really fast. I overpromised, underdelivered on my first project, but I was able to close. I own a small piece of it but I learned how the process was made. Got it. Right? And I closed before the end of the year. So wait, what was the purchase price of this? That one right there uh, was, uh, I want to say it was like 4 million bucks. So yeah. 4 million bucks. Um, yeah, it was about 4 million. 4 yeah. million. And how did you buy, did you get a a loan on it? Yeah, so uh, it was a loan on it, a 75% loan on that. Was and... it, did you just take it over for the loan that was already on it? No, it was, uh, it was owned by um, a lady who lived in Vietnam okay. and her sister and uh, her brother-in-law were running it. They live right next door. Was it seller financing? No, no, we just- So you got a loan. conventional loan yeah. from what, well, we a got local a, bank? Yeah, we got a bridge loan, which basically is a short-term loan, like right. a one or three-year loan. Right. 
at 75% loan uh, loan to value, yep. right? So they gave us 75% of 4 million. Yep. So you had to come in with 25%. Who, who's they? Of uh, the bank, the bank. Just a local bank? Yeah. Uh, I forgot what bank it was. I think it was Lima One, actually. Okay. I think it was Lima One. Yeah. And they give us 100% of the rehab. Okay. So you just take this in to the bank. Yep. Do you need to have experience? Yes. Do you need to have... Yes. A track record? Yes. What do you have to give the bank to get a loan so, for over $3 million? No. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah over plus three, a rehab. Yeah, yeah. $3 million. And they're like, okay, obviously they're looking at the property, yes. the asset. Yeah. But they're also looking at you to be able to manage it. Correct. What do you have to show them? So a couple of different things, right? The bank's going to want to know like who's who's signing the loan, right? right? Like what's their net worth and mm -hmm. what's their liquidity? Got it. And then somebody on the team has to have the experience. It doesn't have to be the same person, right? One person can have the net worth. Mm -hmm. Some person can have the liquidity. Some person can have the experience, right? And they want to yep. know who's going to manage this, okay. right? Uh, hey, we got a you know big management company, local management company. They want to know who's doing the management, right? So yep. you don't have to do everything yourself if you don't have the net worth or the liquidity or the experience, right? You partner along with somebody else who does. I mean, that's what I did, Yeah. right? And guess what? Now I have the experience, the net worth, yeah. right? liquidity. Yeah. So now I can sign for the loans, right? Love it. But at the beginning, again, pay my dues. Mm -hmm. What can I do? I'll, I'll shovel shit, right? Whatever. I don't know if I can say that. But you know, Go for it. okay, you know, I'll do whatever it takes. I was flipping 50 houses a year, right? Yeah. I was doing all right. Yeah. But I'll do, I'll do whatever it takes. You, yeah. know, you need me to sit here and shovel whatever, I'll do it. Yeah. I want to learn how to do this. Yeah. What can I do to help? That was it. That was my attitude. So I mean, you, always been my attitude. you found this deal? No, I did not find this deal. Okay. I, my good friends found it and yep. I just, I came along and helped them close on it. Got it. Yep. And so what'd you do? You raised, did you find the person that has the net worth? That, that was part of, part of the group, part of the group already. So I raised, I raised okay. some money and helped with some due diligence and some construction, right? Okay. On the very first one. Yeah. And then the rest, the six other properties, uh, I've pretty much found every single, every single property. How do you find them? Uh, call, yep. you know, message. And people wait, say, wait, wait, you just cold call yeah. and, and talk to people that own multi-million yes. dollar investment. And you know properties. what funny, you know what the funny part is for, you know, people who are doing single family, right? Mm -hmm. You call somebody in single family, right? And say, why are you calling me? I get this call all the time. Yep. Don't call me back. And they hang up on you. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes you hear the same thing. Hey, I get this call a hundred times, but you know what? You sound like a nice guy. Let's talk. And yeah. guess what? You do a deal. Yeah. Same thing with yep. calling these uh, apartment buildings, people calling them all the time. These big commercial brokers mm -hmm. have been calling this owner for 20 years, right? Trying to get a this listing. This is something that people don't understand about commercial properties, AKA big multi-unit yeah. properties. The commercial brokers cold yeah. call yes. all day, okay. every day. For years. Since the beginning of time. Yes. They know every seller. Yep. They know every owner. They know yep. everything. They're yep. always in it. They're always yep. more working it. They're always doing it, but it comes down to timing. Yeah. And so they're used to these calls. And actually, in our experience, they love this conversation because they kind of want to know how much somebody's willing to yeah. offer on their yep. properties. And, and it just takes a couple of them. You don't have to do a yep. tremendous amount. You have six and it's $50 million. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. Seven, well, seven and, and seven. Yeah. Seven total. And it's Sorry. $50 million in less than two years. Right. So less than two years. Fantastic. Yeah. So it's just like anything else, right? You just, mm -hmm. you got to be consistent, right? You got to be consistent and you got to follow up. Yeah. Right. Not just that one first phone call, but that seventh, that eighth, that 12th phone call. Yeah. And nurture them, right? You got a broken leg, write it down. Like, you know, hey, Mary, how's the leg doing? Like, even when you call them back, they know they told you to call them back in six months. You call them back in two months. Of course. And talk to them about the broken leg. Not even about the property. You know, that's it.
You know, awesome. and they'll they'll bring up the property. Yeah. Trust me. Well, this is the time yeah. of the show where we get nitty gritty and break down a deal. All right, cool. A wholesale deal. All right. This is wholesaling okay. ink. We're getting into you high can, level stuff, which can people love. We have the absolute best audience yeah. on this podcast and uh, on the YouTube channel, yep. the Brent Daniels YouTube channel. Check it out if you want to watch this. Check it out on the YouTube channel. But let's break down a deal. Let's sure. talk about how you so, found a great opportunity and you wholesaled it and you did. All right, well, so we're going to talk about wholesaling and apartment building. Okay. Okay, just because you can do it. Yeah. And it's a little bit challenging, but the biggest thing you got to look for is your buyer. Okay. Right? Make sure they can perform. Yeah. Right? Make sure they've closed in the past, they can perform, they got money. You know, just super important because it takes, could it take 60 days, 90 days to close an apartment building, sure. right? And if you don't do it right, you run out of contract time and your seller's pissed. Yep. Okay. So we got this uh, 11 unit apartment building close to uh, Kansas city. Mm -hmm. uh, it's grossing $4,800 a month. Okay. Right. 11 units. And we got it for $160,000. That's a, that's a pretty good deal. Do you get that here at Phoenix? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Right. And it was actually a decent area. It wasn't like some little rundown, like 500 yeah. people population. It was a nice small town, but a nice part of town. Yeah. And, um, as it sits, it's probably worth, I don't know, 500 K okay. as it sits. And once you fix it up and you make it nicer, it's probably worth closer to 750, 750, 800. So we ended up wholesaling it. I have a good friend who already owns some property there. Yeah. And I wholesale it to them for $290,000. So, so, so you got, well, so first of all, how'd you find this deal? Oh, we called them. Cold call. Oh yeah. Called them. Love yeah. it. My man. Yeah. Like you were called. just, I love we it. I love it. Listen, this isn't a hard yeah. business. No, it's not. If you talk to yeah. enough people, you're going to yeah. get it. Exactly. opportunities. Exactly. So you cold called them. Yeah. How much did they want for it? We just negotiated, and um, I don't recall exactly what they wanted for, but we agreed on 160. 160. Yeah, 160,000. And you wholesaled it to your friend for yeah, how much? 290. 290. Just because he's my friend, and I didn't even send it out to my list. If I would have sent it to my list, I could have probably made another 50K. Easy. Easy. So you made $130,000 yeah. on one phone call. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. All right, Come on, man. Read that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and the coolest part about this brand is eventually when you get started you're, yeah. doing, you're doing all the grunt work you're doing the phone calls you're doing the call you, the follow-ups you're pulling the list and all that but once you build a team mm -hmm. like the only time i ever knew about that was when we got under contract yep and when my disposition said hey it's, it's already assigned yeah that's all i did yeah right but i've done all the work in the past mm -hmm. so now you, you build a team and they can do all that for you. Oh, I love it. Yeah. We have a deal that we uh, closed. It was 192000 We have it currently. And it's funny because our market's just going yeah. skyrocket. Appreciation. So we closed on this thing three months ago. And it was the comps were 305. We're like, this is a great deal. We got it for 192 That oh, needs wow. 15K. Yeah. This is going to be great. Model match yeah. in the neighborhood. Same exact house fixed up. 350 right oh, right now oh yeah three months later yeah it's insane right now yeah single it's family insane, is crazy. but i've never been there i've never yeah. walked it i've never been you like it's just incredible because i did a lot of that i yeah. chopped the wood i yeah. carried the yeah. water like i was doing all that for years and to build up something that's sustainable in this yeah know, for years right and yeah. and uh i would say don't quit right yep. the the price is is too great to quit yeah what you could accomplish in the people's lives you can change if you happen to quit today, mm -hmm. right? It's too high to. It's, it's too it, high. Yeah, don't quit. Keep. You going. have a responsibility, of course. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of, and this is something that I'm telling you, I was in Hawaii. I was like, I didn't touch my phone at all, except for like, you know, at night when we were just kind of my wife's getting ready, and I was just kind of scrolling, and I saw the Teen Millionaire Challenge. 
And I was like, oh, this was always something that I thought about, Javier. I always thought about how incredible it would be to like go and speak or just like be a like a uh, a teacher. What are the what, substitute teacher okay. at like a high school yeah. and just teach them, you know, once a month about something or just yep. go in about real estate, about financial literacy, about this type of thing. You guys took it to a whole different yeah. level. Yeah. I mean, Tim and Robert Allen yeah. put together this teen millionaire challenge. Tell everybody what it is. Sure. Um, awesome. So we got uh, it's Tim I and Robert Robert Allen. He's the author of The One Minute Millionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, they say, hey, let's get some teens together so they can buy some apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. They said, who do we know that would be a good fit? And they thought about me, which is I'm super honored. I'm super humble that they decided to pick me. And we kind of put it together and it launched last week. And we put it together in 30 days mm-hmm. uh, just because it's summertime. Kids are on vacation. Yeah. So they were in my office. Actually, they're in my office right now. I just flew. I just flew in for, you know, coming here in the interview. Yeah. And um, um, they were training them up for three days. Right. And then we work in the office for seven days and there are 19 kids, three teams. And once they're done, they're going to go back wherever they're, they're actually from all over the country, Portland, from Florida, from all over the country. And they're going to have their own weekly meetings. Yeah. And then they're going to report to us once mm-hmm. a week as well. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go find commercial property. So we taught them how to find them, how to underwrite them and how to make offers. Get out of here. Yeah. So yesterday, a team in three days. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. So a team made an offer yesterday for $9 million and that's a pretty good deal. So hopefully they get that done. One of the teams, $9 million offer. Yep. There's a bunch of teens finding a deal, mm-hmm. underwriting it mm-hmm. and making an offer. So mm-hmm. I have my staff that right now they're overseeing everything. Teens like what's the youngest team? 16 to 19. So 16 and 19, what were you and I doing? We should probably shut this off and talk yeah, about yeah. what we're talking what we're we're not doing at 16, 17, right? Yeah. So it's super cool because some of these kids come from low means. Some of these kids come from, you know, well, wealthy. Uh, yeah, they're wealthy. Yeah. Their, their parents. Yeah. Um, but just seeing them together and the very first day, all we talked to them about was about mindset. Like mm-hmm. get rid of your stinking thinking and believe. Yep. Just all it is, is just believe from day one. And you see some of these kids that were just, you know, just didn't have the best environment growing up. And like right now they're like man, making these posts, making these, the way they're speaking. I'm like, man, this is awesome. I see it. It's awesome. It's just I amazing. see there is light in their yeah. eyes. Yeah. I am telling you, I was yeah. looking at it and I was blown away and I was like, I got to do something like this. Yeah. I do. I Seriously, I, I hope you, you branch this out yeah. and do this more because I think it's just absolutely exciting. Yeah. And I think catching somebody at that impressionable age and really putting some fundamental business, real estate entrepreneur, like the fundamentals in them yeah. right away, the absolute, what you were talking about, the belief, the network, and the action, those yeah. three things, you put that in somebody's brain, you're going to change everything for them. You know what? It'll change the rest of their if, lives. If they want it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of these kids, hopefully all of them, is going to change the rest of their lives. For me, people ask me, what is success, right? How old are your kids? I've got a nine-year-old and okay. a four-year-old. Okay. Yeah. So I have a 10-year-old, right? Yeah. So for me, like ultimate success is like, your nine-year-old and my 10-year-old 10 years from now do a deal together without pops. Right. Like, we don't even know. Yeah. They, they just close on something like, what? What happened? Yeah. You closing a deal? Like, yeah. without me? That for me, I would be like, I've, I've arrived. I'm ready. Take me. Like, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. You know? it's uh, For me, that's awesome. And seeing these kids change and the way they're talking, and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be super cool. I'm very excited for them because once they find a deal, mm-hmm. like, they're going to own part of the apartment building because right. they found the deal. Right. And I'm going to teach them how to raise money. And if they raise money, they're going to be able to own a bigger part of the apartment mm-hmm. deal. At some point, and probably fairly soon, they can do their own deals without anybody. Right. Without me, without needing anybody to raise, they can do all everything on their own. Because they'll have the track record. Yeah. And they'll sure. have the equity. Yeah. One day, I'm going to need their help to help me close one of my deals. For sure. 
you know, that's the that's way I see the, it. That's what it should be. That's the way I see it. That's it. Yeah. I love it. Yep. What a great, what a great, great, great idea. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm just, oh, excited awesome. to see it. It's yeah. a year, right? Yeah. One year, year 12 months. To, yep. uh, to really get it going and, yep. and get excited about it. Yeah. Incredible. Awesome. Well, I'm on board. So cool. any you, you guys want to expand that or do something yeah. with it. Okay. Even if you don't, I'll do, I'm going to do something. Right. So let me know. I'd love For to sure. jump on. So Javier, thank you. Oh, what a nice great, pleasure. great uh, conversation. I mean, it went all over the place, every part of real estate. Yep. And just to see you here and you've got this incredible, just, and give people some perspective. Do you live off of the cash flow from these properties? Yeah, solid. I do. I'm a hundred percent in real estate. 100%. So you're not living off of flipping. You're not no, living off no, of wholesale. No. You're not in, could you live the rest of your life off of this? Yeah, for sure. You could. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it just builds more equity. Oh, it builds more equity and more, you build more equity. Your mortgage gets paid down, and then you, it appreciates. And this isn't this isn't like a hundred thousand dollar mortgage, right? You got like you're paying off these twenty, thirty million dollar mortgages, right? Forty million dollar mortgages is big chunks every month. Mm-hmm. So like every month, your net worth just jumps without doing anything, right? Just because you're paying down so much. So yeah, that is yeah. the game. For I sure. mean that that is. I mean you've got the red hotels, brother. Oh, there you go. Red hotel, yeah. I've that. heard that in a while. That's it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you. thank you for you being so much, on thank here. Uh, guys, if you want, how, how do people get a hold of you? Um, just, they want to network yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, uh, um, Instagram, javierinojo.junior. I am a junior. Um, Facebook, you can find me or javierinojo.com. It's my website. Um, just You can search me, Google my name, you'll find me. Guys, network sure. with him. He is here. He is there. He's here to, to share yes. and to squat up. And if you have some money that you want to put somewhere and uh, and buy some buildings, Javier, I'm sure is going to have we plenty of opportunities. Talk about some case studies for sure. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yes, thanks, Brent. That is it, guys, for the podcast. You know, if you are looking to join the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the TTP coaching program. It is the TTP family. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. This is where you get started on your journey to owning all these properties and having that financial freedom. I'm telling you, it is the spark. If you are able to source real estate opportunities, you are going to create financial freedom. I mean, you just will. It's guaranteed. I'm telling you, you have enough quality conversations with distressed property owners. You will win. Check it out. Wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. I love you guys. And as always, I encourage you to go out there and talk two people. Till next time. See you. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.